Hey friends, welcome to Naked in Truth, the podcast that's designed to open up your mind, to help you break down walls and barriers in your life that you might not even know exist yet. But don't worry, every wall that we break down together on this podcast allows you the opportunity to level up and create your impact. With that being said, I think it's time for us to get honest, vulnerable, and naked in truth. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Naked in Truth podcast. It is me, Sari D, and I am back with another fire episode this week. I am so grateful to have Mr. Anthony Mendez with us. And guys, you might know him as the owner of the FitPro Agency. Maybe you've listened to his podcast, which is the Sweat It Out podcast, or maybe you're familiar with the fact that he's a Puma athlete, but he is a great guy, and I'm so excited to speak with him. So Anthony, can you say hey to our listeners? How's it going, everybody? Sarah, it's amazing to be able to be here in your presence, and I appreciate you uh, taking your time to want to have me on your podcast. Absolutely. I'm so excited because we just finished like an hour conversation before this, so we're oh, yeah. fired up to give you guys a great <laughs> podcast. Now, the thing about Anthony is that he obviously has been down many avenues in his life. He's a really experienced guy and has tons of great stories for us, but we're going to stick with just one today. And I got him to choose a story that is really motivating because I think that there's moments in our life where we think that we're in the right spot that we are, but then there's things that take place that maybe give us signs that we should be going in a different direction. But a lot of the time it takes big confidence for us to feel reassured that we're making the right decision. So what I want for you, Anthony, is to give us a little bit of background of just currently where you are right now and, and how you started in the fitness industry. Totally, totally. So, you know, currently where I'm at right now, you know, I run uh, two agencies. Um, I got the Fit Pro Agency and then I got another one called the Bar Agency. Oh I also got a, a podcast called Sweat It Out um, and I do business coaching as well. So currently that's, those are the main things I'm focused on. Uh, and one more, I forgot to throw in there a month ago, I opened up a brokerage with my business partner. So we're also in the real estate game hey. um, as well. Right on. Well, that's good. He's in Miami. Real estate is popping. So it's a good place to be for the real estate, right? 100%. (laughs) And it, it works hand in hand. That's amazing. Well, I'm so glad to see that you're really opening up different avenues in your life outside of just fitness. And I think that that in and of itself is a good reminder for us as professionals to make sure that we do have different revenue streams in different areas, right? And we're not just making sure that all of our fish are on one boat. So when it comes to you and the fitness industry, I know that you've kind of worked in different gyms before you were running your own gig here. So like, let's, let's hear what that sounds like. Yeah, totally. So when I started training, um, this was back 2010, 2011, I started at 17 years old, which is funny because technically you're not supposed to be able to start till you're 18, but I got a little, I I was able to sneak in because my mom used to be a step aerobics instructor for 24 years. No way. Um, Yeah. When step aerobics, remember step aerobics? Not existed. How can I forget those smashing (laughs) outfits too, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And my, my mom's been working with, she worked with a company for years called Bally's Bally Total Fitness. And she got me my first training job. She was able to convince the manager she was really good friends with. And they got me in there at 17. I was probably going to be 18 in like 
three, four months. So okay. they were like, we'll ramp them up. We'll get them set. We'll get them ready. And then he can really like start working with, um, with more people when he's 18. So they kind of just were like getting me test the waters, shadow people. They gave me one or two people. And then I really started when I turned 18, but you know, I started that career at 17 and, um, you know, I stayed one year with Bally's. And then from there, LA fitness bought out Bally's, um, in certain parts of the country. Okay. I think there's only like two or three valleys left, but LA fitness bought them out. And I stayed with LA fitness for three and a half years. And then it got to the point where I said, where do I want to take my career? I realized school, school wasn't doing for me. And I said, I really like the personal training, but I want to up my game and my knowledge. I don't want to just be an LA fitness trainer, nothing against them, but I just wanted to keep moving forward up the ranks. Growing, Yeah. And my cousin at the time who lived in New York, she said, Hey, look, have you heard of Equinox? And I go, yeah, I've heard of Equinox. There's a few here in Miami. They're like a super luxury, expensive gym. That's all I knew at the time. And she's like, yeah, she laughed. She's like, yeah, but they're really good when it comes to training. Like their trainers are very educated. They have like their own schooling system. She's wow. like, you should take it as like the college, um, getaway that you've never had. And I said, cool, that'd be cool. So she goes, come, they have a thing called Equinox Academy. And I did that. I took, I literally saved all my money. And then I, what I did was I think I had eight months before that happened. So for those eight months, I even grinded it out, made more money, saved all my money. And then the people don't know this. I've said it, I think I've said it a few times, but I actually became a club promoter for a local club in my area to make more money. So that way it can have it saved up. And I literally club promoted, uh, shout out to a club called Blue Martini. Um, and I promoted there for a good eight months, nine months. And I, and not, bottles, and I, eh? I did pretty well. I did pretty well. When I left, they're like, no, because think about it. I was a trainer. So yeah. I had so many clients and a lot of my clients would throw parties for their birthdays for this. So I used to get them all comps and all this stuff Genius. in there. So I was killing it in the, in the, in the club scene. So that I had to throw that in there because a lot of people don't know that, but I totally. did that for a bit, saved up a ton of money. Okay. I'm not even kidding. I'll throw it out. There's one of my biggest nights. I'll never forget one of my biggest nights. I had literally three different clients. Each of them brought probably like 75 people, 50 to 75 people. And okay. I'm not exaggerating. I think I've made like 21,000 in that one night. You gotta be kidding me. That is like more than people make in a year. It's it's insane. It's insane. I was oh like, is goodness. this is this even real? I was like, I thought I was like, should I stay here? And I'm no like, shit. I'm about like, to quit my job and go promote a club here. And we're talking about like back in 2013, you know what I mean? So um, so that was that little stint. I saved enough, I saved a lot of money, and then I jumped and I moved to New York. Yeah. Um, I was out in New York, New York for half a year. Um, and literally I only, I actually picked up two clients, like after a month or two of being there. And I just was able to live off what I had made. Um, cause I just wanted to absorb from the education. Education okay. was great. Learned so much. Um, and then ended up moving back to Miami and worked for Equinox and Coral Gables for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and in those three years, um, I'll tell you right now, the education and what I learned as a personal trainer was literally I couldn't compare it to anything else. Like what really? they teach you, the mentorship, it's insane. They didn't have a thing called Equinox Academy um, or um, which then turned into Equinox University. And it's literally a schooling system. So you have to go through tiers and every tiers requires over 400 hours of education, testing and mm-hmm. learning. And they get all their information from Stanford and UCLA. So all the latest information on health, fitness training comes from those two colleges. And they literally have their own teams 
of specialists on board um, that are from top level schools working for Equinox, giving us the latest materials and, and information. So I'll tell you right now, if, if you want to learn as a brand new trainer and you yeah. want to get your feet wet, that's, and even look, and I'll go into the parts that we had some falling out, but I'll, I'll, I'm all about like, if you need to get your feet wet, you want to get your feet wet there. Cause they're going to prep you as a trainer tremendously. You're going to learn a lot about human movement, about the way the, the, the way the mind and body connection works. They're going to teach you a lot about behavioral change. They're going to mm. teach you a lot about how to coach your client to the optimal uh, level, because there's a difference between training somebody and coaching somebody. Training hey. somebody is just hey, telling them what to do. Hey, go do this, go do this. Coaching somebody is actually helping them to break patterns, create new patterns, and get them to actually achieve things also on their own when they're on their own time. Because at the end of the day, most of the results are going to come when they're on their own versus when they're with you for that one hour. Even if they're seeing you three hours, three, three times a week, three hours versus all the hours that they're on their own, you can't compare that. So you need to teach them to also be optimal on their own. And that's what I liked about Equinox is that they give you the right components to be a great coach, mm. not just to sit there and train your clients. And that's where I saw the difference yeah. and it evolved me. Um, so that for me was a huge, huge learning curve and experience as a trainer in my career. And I want to say during the time I was already building my social media account. Okay. Um, I was building my Instagram. Cause um, what started, year was this roughly? This was, we're going into 2013, 2014. Now. Okay. So it's guys, Instagram was just kind of starting about to, to become more popular. You know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, and I was already building it since 20. 12 2011 i already nice. had it and i was always posting tips every day even when i was at la fitness i would post a tip every day tip every day tip wow, every day good for you so i had started it early i just wasn't using it correctly and yeah, it wasn't right, until like most of us <laughs> mm-hmm, and it wasn't until like 2014 that i started seeing the next level growth and that's when videos really started like being the dom like starting mm-hmm. to step in as a dominator everyone was like yeah. video you need video before it was more picture and um, I had a, a friend of mine who was at Equinox too. He was a trainer and he was doing all these videos and collabs with other people and other coaches and influencers and stuff like this. And they were sh- shooting videos and he's like, dude, um, he's like, I have an idea. He's like, why don't you shoot me? I'll shoot you. And we edit our own videos. I see that you're active on Instagram, but you have like barely any videos. And he's like, let's get videos of each other us working out and we can just have content. And I said, I'm in. And I'm, I'm a person that I'm all about innovation. I'm all about sure. creativity. I, a, I come from a creative background. Like my grandfather was an artist. He was a mechanical designer. Um, and my mom was a graphic designer. So I've always had an art element to my, to inside of me, part of my blood. You know? So for me, I looked at social media as like and my art. art element. And I was like, I can combine art and fitness. This is cool. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that and I started thinking seriously and this was during a time, I want to say, towards my last year of Equinox. Um, and I was doing really well there. I was doing really well. I started getting into a position where my page was growing to a certain level where it was people were starting to recognize it, right, um, outside and in at Equinox. Wow. So my buddy, my buddy ends up leaving um, because he says, dude, I've gotten my page to a certain place where I'm getting so many inquiries online. And this is when online fitness started to kind of peak itself, like try to entertain itself heavier. And he's like, dude, I'm going to, I'm going to leave. I've been an Equinox for six years. It's time for me to jump. Wow. And I said, Oh wow, dude, like, that's awesome, man. Wow. And at the time, like, I'll be honest, I wasn't ready to go. Like I wasn't personally ready to go. I probably was going to tell myself I'm going to be here at least another year, like minimal. Mm-hmm. 
probably made a year to two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but he took that jump and I continued to work with him. He was my buddy. So we continued to shoot each other, um, do our videos. And at the time I had a sportswear company. So I used to love wearing my sportswear and do my fitness videos. And I would promote my sportswear and I'll promote my fitness channel. Love it. <laughs> so it was like, boom, uh, more bang for my buck. Yeah. And two birds, one stone. <laughs> exactly. So what happened was, is that the management at the time, it was a switch in management and they saw that he had left. They, he came and he quit, but they saw that I continued to shoot with him. So they saw it as like a, I guess they started seeing it as like a threat. Okay. Almost like conflict of interest, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. That's, I guess that we're trying to see it that way. That's, what, that's reality, how they were trying to spin it. Mm-hmm. And in reality, it's like, guys, this is my own thing. I'm not taking any clients. You don't see me training any clients on here. And there's nowhere in our contract that says I can't be doing this. Yeah. Um, and I remember that even some of the trainers were even buying sportswear for me. They were even rocking, supporting me, even one of the managers. But what happened is what, what really caused the effect was when my buddy left and they thought I was going to, I was going to leave with him. Um, and it got to the place where it was like a constant, like hounding, hawking me, putting pressure. What are you doing? Where are you going? Literally every time. And I was a, I was a high producer at Equinox. I was doing well. I'm the type of person where like, I get it. If like, I wasn't doing well, I wasn't hitting my numbers and I was like eating shit and they would have come to me and be like, Hey, is this stuff taken away from your concentration here? I totally mm-hmm. to get it. Yeah. But when somebody's doing well and they're producing, let them go do what makes them happy. That's you know, the there's thing. a reason why they're doing well here. Why they're doing well. Yeah. Don't take away mm-hmm. that passion. <laughs> and that's the thing that I felt was going on was, damn, you're trying to take away something here. And I'm like, I'm still producing for you guys. And it got to the point where it's like, anytime I had a break, which I could be training somebody from six, five 30 in the morning till 10 right. o'clock yeah, t- at night. And then I would work out and then it would be like, after my workout, I want to go home and chill for two hours before I come back. And then they're like, where are you going? Why are you leaving the gym? Why are you not going to be here? Hey, we're going to have a, we're going to have something later with the team. Are you going to, and it was always trying to find a reason where are you going? Why? And it's because they didn't want me spending time shooting with uh, my buddy and getting that content because they thought I was going to leave. Well, and you know what? I just want to stop you there because a lot of people listening aren't trainers and they don't understand how intense the schedule is for Mm in-person trainers, which is why a lot of trainers go online, not just for the fact that they can provide you with more and and better support, in my opinion, but for the fact of burnout. There is only so much of you that can go around. And like, let's be honest, guys, majority of you work, work regular jobs. So everybody wants to get the same appointment times. First thing in the morning before they go to work, you're going to be lucky if you can get somebody in mid morning, then your lunch is absolutely blasted again, an awkward break before dinner time. And then you're trying to shuffle as many clients in as you can before it's bedtime. So like just this, what you're putting yourself through is absolutely madness. In my opinion, I'm so glad that they came up with the online side of things. And honestly, if you are an, uh, an online trainer, Anthony would be able to help you so much with building up your business and bringing in the right clientele. Um, but I'm just, I, I don't, I want people to really understand how much pressure that would be while you're already busting your ass through these awkward hours. You already live at a place that isn't, it isn't your home. Okay. This is your place mm-hmm. of work. You're not supposed to be changing your underwear at your place of work. Um, you know, and it's just like, he's given his all and now they're micromanaging him to a point where like, obviously he's a confident guy. Obviously he knows what the fuck he's doing or else he wouldn't be bringing in the dollars that he is. So not only is he bending over backwards, giving all of his time now, but now they're taking 
taking away any reassurance of him feeling like he's competent in and of himself. Right. So, okay. So they're like, why are you leaving the gym for two hours to go and get a sleep? You're a psycho. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) And that's the thing was like, there was at the time there was a height and I'll take even before that, even before this issue started appearing, there was already a, a, um, a moment up in the few, a few um, months back okay. from when my buddy left, a lot of good trainers started leaving and mm. there was a, a toxic environment started happening with management. And there was a slow trend of good trainers, leaving good trainers, have been eight years, seven years, 10 years, mm-hmm. we're losing that. And I'll tell you, our first two years were amazing. That last year was kind of a, 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 a it was kind of a grind. Totally. And it got to the point where I remember one of the managers that had started there, um, he was um, a buddy of mine, actually. And he was a manager from another club. He came over here and he was excited to work with us. I think he'd only been there for two months. He had this vacation planned. And what happened was, is that he was always, he was all support. He was buying shirts for me. He was all like, dude, keep up with the Instagram. He never had a problem. Um what happened was when he went on vacation, that's where the other side took advantage. And there was another manager who came in and spoke to this other manager who was, there was a thing called TRX at the time that just started, which was yeah. a different TRX division. Yeah. I know exactly um, what you're talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. So I had just gotten, I think it was in my third year, I turned, got into tier three plus. So I was like one level before TRX. Okay. Um, and TRX division, there was a manager there. He moved from our division to over there and they hear had been over there for like five months. So our other manager, our fitness manager, yeah. when she saw the, the new manager that was helping her that went on vacation, she said, let me go get the TRX manager and let me have him talk to Anthony. And that's where the problem happened because that should have never happened because he's no. not even my manager. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. And she knew that how, cause he's that other guy was, um, he was very like a very like, how do I say bold, strict guy, like try to like scare people. Here's the funny thing. Me and him never had a problem. Like me and him always shot the shit, talked about football, never had a problem. But some people I've always heard things. Sometimes people say, Oh, be careful. him. He could be a snake. He could be this. And I was hearing that, you know, Mm -hmm. and I've, and I know other stories I'm going to go into, but I've, I know other stories from other trainers that I've had with that person. I never had an issue. You never personally had it. I hear you until that day. And I remember that I remember he comes in, and um, he goes, hey, Anthony, I want to see you in the office later with with um, with the other fitness manager. And I said, all right, cool. So I think two hours passed by. I had just finished working out. I showered. I changed. I was going to get ready for my next session after their meeting. And I walked into the meeting room. And I go and I go to shake their hands. And I go, hey. And I say their name. Hey, how's it going? And he's like, have a seat. Doesn't he want to change my shake my hand? I said, okay. Literally from the top of the lungs starts yelling at my face. And I'm sitting in a seat. And they're like nose to nose practically. And here's the thing. Like I've always been a very like calm, passive, even keel guy. Like I don't go yelling. I get that I from you. Every's very like, dude, you're such a nice guy. Like that's how I am. Like I'm yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I'm like that. So I tell people all the time and, and, and I laugh because they'll see me like, oh, nice guy, chill, never, never in altercations, easy going. People love talking to him, always laughing, always, always happy. But here's the thing. People don't know. I, I laugh because all the time I'm like, guys, you forget I'm still from Miami. So I'm like, I, 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 laugh. I was like, this guy yelling at me, he wasn't from Miami. He was from Minnesota. So and that was um, his first fucking problem, I was, right? <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm nice and all this. So I was like, I was like, don't fuck with me. You know what I mean? And, and I, and I laugh because the fitness manager, 
had always known me for the nice guy and had yeah, never yeah. seen the other side. And it was just like, I remember I sat there in the scene, I just sank and I was like, man, how do I react to this right now? And it was to the point I was getting so upset because I'm like, I'm like, damn, I was thinking, man, you're a fucking snake. Yeah. Like, this is what I've been warned about. All this cool, all this stuff. And you're coming at the guy was literally yelling at me like, oh, you know, you're a cancer to the team and people in the team are talking shit about you. Nobody was ever talking. I asked all those trainers never said we never thought anything. We never had a problem with anything. It was all is all bullshit. It was all yeah. a lie. Kind of make you stir. Yeah. Literally tell me you're a cancer. You're this. You're that. Doing this social media. We know you're stealing clients. And and like no, we're st- I'm stealing clients. Not once that I put a client. Not even any of my clients were even following me on my Instagram at the time. They didn't even know about it. Wow. So I remember I kept yelling, and I remember I got up. I got up out of that seat, and I remember I got up, and he's like, he told me he goes, sit your ass down. And I, I was just like, I was already so pissed. Yeah. And I was, like, I was like, bro, you better back the fuck up right now. And I changed my whole demeanor. Changed like yeah. the fit, the other fitness manager. She was sitting there looking at me like this, and he literally makes, he literally just made fists. And I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, you better soften up those fists. I was like, because if you're gonna throw down, I go, let's go right now outside, and we're gonna throw it down. And I go, you know what's gonna happen? I'm gonna embarrass you in front of all these trainers out here because you know I will whoop your ass in front of everybody. Yeah. And he goes, Excuse me, and I was like, yeah, dude. I go, so you sit your ass down, and they go, and you learn how to respect people because I go, you don't come in here as uh, trying to be the management role and try to deal, you know, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Belittle, belittle, yeah. Little your team. I go, is this how you handle your trainers? And I go, it goes to show why other trainers have issues with you. And especially since there isn't even a real fucking problem. Like, why no, are you getting this no, angry no, no. over? Like, he's making it's up a tactic. problem, right? And like, I, I think that, like, okay, so this, I want to stop here to just remind the listeners that crazy is everywhere. Okay. <laughs> So you, you really need to understand that there are some very, very unprofessional industries. Mm -hmm. I don't know why fitness seems to be one of the biggest, but it really is because, you know, it's not just your story that I've heard from management. There's a reason why I went on my own because like, "Mm, I got some juicy ones for you guys too, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, people are, it's, it's very strange. And, and what, what I want everybody to learn from this, this podcast is to watch out for your own back, to make sure that you're reading your contracts and that you're thinking about your future. So if they're saying that, you know, you're signing on to a gym and you can't train anybody X amount of kilometers from this gym for X amount of time after the contract, don't sign that fucking contract. Think of your future self. Okay. You're not going to be at that gym forever. And, and it just really, I think that we get, we get so scared that we're not going to have the money that we need, that we put ourselves mm-hmm. in these really bad positions, or we allow ourselves to get beaten up by, by these outrageous people who, who are just trying to show their authority in the wrong way. And in no way, place, shape or form, is that okay in a workplace 100%, period, 100%. no matter like, you know, even if you did something wrong with a client, like, you know, like I could expect that if you slept with half the, half the clients and everybody's <laughs> mad at you that, that they all found out or something, you know, but you didn't even do anything. They were literally just scared about your social media. And I want everybody to be very aware now because there is so much with online and in person, um, you really got to look out for yourself because if people, if, if your company thinks that you're trying to steal money or clients or whatever it is, um, they're going to get weird with you. Mm-hmm. So, so just be careful, make sure that you're reading all your contracts. Um, and, and so, so they're seeing you flip. They're seeing this Anthony come out that they've never seen before. And, okay. and what takes place from here? 
Yep. So uh, uh, it's crazy. And, and look, and now, now looking back at it too, I'm like, man, I can't even believe I, I said that, but I was so <laughs> livid. I was so livid. And I, and last time I'm like, mm, I was like, today Anthony probably wouldn't had gone that crazy, like that, uh, uh, saying shit on his ass. Crazy yeah. stuff. I would still <laughs> say things sternly. I would still hold my ground, but I was just at the time, I think it was like, I want to say I was like 23, 24. Um, but I was just so at the moment, I was like, man, I was like, dude, I've treated everybody here so well. And that's what happened was that left a bad taste in my mouth. And I was like, man, if a company so known for its pristine, it's just mm-hmm. treats people Elite. like this. I go, this is disgusting. And I remember the guy goes, well, you have you have till the weekend to choose what you want to choose. And I, go, I already know what I chose. I go, that's I already know what I chose. And I go, you guys are going to get a letter from me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote, I remember that I, I went out of there and I bust. I remember some of the trainers were like, what is, cause they heard the, the yelling. Like, good I was like, look, man, I was like, I don't want to talk about it right now, but you'll know. And I remember that, um, I wrote a resignation letter really nicely thanking Equinox Academy, New York for the learning. Thank you for all the moments in front of this. And I even tied the presidents to see the, all the company, all the people in the, and I said, look, and, and I'm, I, I wasn't going to discourage the things that I got good out of it. You know, I got good things out of it and I praise those things. And, you know, and, and I just, you know, said in a peaceful way, hey, I'm leaving because it's something that I need to do um, based on the experience that I, I finished having over here, you know, and I wasn't going to bash on anybody. I wasn't going to, you know, call out people's names. I just was going to leave. Um, and I remember coming back and I thought long and hard because I wasn't in a position to just get jump up and eat. My head was running. Well, what I do? My clients, my this, yeah. my that. You thought that you were um, going to stay at like, another year. I think I only had like saved up um, maybe like $12,000 in my bank account saved up, which, you know, whatever, 12,000 is 12,000, but it wasn't in a place where I was like, man, you know, what if, what if I go in a place where I not barely making money for three, four months, how is this going to make me last? You know what I mean? Like, especially in a city like Miami. And, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, man, what do I do? And I just said, I got to keep going with what my gut is. And my gut's telling me if, if this company that's so big and these managers who are, are, you know, so afraid of my comp of my social media, this goes to tell me I'm doing something right. It's telling me I'm doing something right. And that's what I kept telling myself. I'm doing something right for a company like this to be so scared of me. That is just a number in this company. And I said, I got something special going on here and I'm going to stick to it. And I said, I will figure it out. And what I learned in life was you just figure things out as you go. Like sometimes you have to, sometimes I I laugh because the universe, God, however you want to look at it, it will, it will purposely do things because it tells you your time is now and you need to make that jump. And if you, if I don't do this for you, you're not going to make this jump and you're not going to evolve to what you're supposed to evolve to. And sometimes I look at these moments in life as as signs and i saw it as a sign and i said this is my sign to jump and really put even more effort into this social media and then that's where you know the online fitness started coming out i had opened up a gym too with some buddies for like two years but i was doing so much online fitness i was even barely doing training i was only training like four or five people i was doing more management of the gym um and i was just diving into my online fitness and it evolved me to the space that i'm now at currently and if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And that's the thing where sometimes you have to accept these things that happen in life because it's only going to make something better of it later down the road for you. You know, and I think that you kind of have an idea or you kind of know, I don't know, like at least I get those feelings in the, in the pinnacle moments of my life when I've had things like this, you kind of know 
damn, this, this has to happen for me. Like this is happening for me. Like I know this is, you know what I mean? It is. And it's the same thing goes like, look, last year, like I've been a year and four months, you know, um, co-parenting, you know, so me and my ex split up a year and four months, but it was one of those times I'm like, I know this has happened. To, this has to happen for me. Like yeah. there was so much holdback. There was so much, um, you know, lack of support. There was so much this stuff that I was like, I need this to happen. I need this to happen. And it was just like, there's moments in our lives where you realize this has to happen for you mm-hmm. because if not, it won't allow the greater good or the greater being of whatever it is that you have going on that you're trying to cultivate, create happen for you down the road. And, and that's why I say with whatever bad time you're going through, there's always a greater time that's going to come. Mm. Um, it's just the cycle of life. You know, you see it happen. And, and I think that, you know, the less that you expect everything to be so clear and that the less that you expect everything to come in a certain time and the more that you can just accept that your signs are going to come in different in different mm-hmm. ways and they're going to come at times that you don't expect. You know, like I, it, your story really reminds me of, of how I transitioned into my career and, and prior to being into fitness, I was in hospitality and I was doing very well in sales. And even though I was great with my clients and did very well for, for another company, Um, you know, I never felt like I was valued in the way that I put my value to them. And I actually ended up winning um, the sales manager of the year award across Canada for all of that at Lithic hotels, which is amazing. Um, But I had a micromanager and she actually went and accepted that award on my behalf on stage, said, said the whole speech and everything didn't even let me know that I won this award. I actually ended up getting a text message from somebody out East congratulating me on an award that I didn't even know that my manager stepped on stage and took um, acceptance for me for. So when I went and asked her what the fuck was going on, um, you know, it was really interesting that she was like, we were waiting to hold this little party for you for when your coworker got back from his month holiday. And I was looking after all his stuff while he was in Bali for a month. And I'm like, we're waiting for him to come back from holidays to celebrate what I just like, I'm like, "Mm, I don't really know how I feel about this. So that was kind of the last straw for me because I was already not happy with where I was there having that disrespect come against me was a lot. But for me personally, I was buying my house that year. I had three weddings with my husband because we were, we had so much going on. And my colleague was like, Sarah, you can't leave Sarah. This is not the right time for you to leave. And what did I do? I left. And it was the best thing that I could have ever done because I trusted me instead of someone else. Yeah. It looked really fucked up. Like I wasn't going to be able to cover the costs of this house that I just got and, and all these weddings and all this stuff, but it worked itself out because I believed in me and I trusted myself. And I probably would have ended up losing my job. And all of you guys know who I am as a person, but simply because if, if I would have allowed myself to continue, get disrespected like that, you get to a point where you blow up right? Because you can only take so much. And I never wanted that to show of myself. I never wanted my clients to see that, Uh, you know, like I made such a good name for myself. Why would I want to take it down from one bad manager? Exactly like what happened to you. Right. And Mm -hmm. you need to learn to respect yourself. And when you're seeing qualities, like when Anthony saw himself flip in that room, he's like, holy shit, I need to walk my ass out of here because this is qualities of me. That is no longer me anymore. Right. This is an unrecognizable side of you, just like what happened to me. And that's when you know it's time for you to go. Like you can't keep pushing through that because unless you want everything to be affected negatively, you're not going to be able to hold yourself together in a way where you're just going to allow yourself to keep getting disrespected and not feel like you need to blow up. So Anthony, your mindset 
honestly, it blows my mind. Sometimes I, I wish I could just like sit and talk with you for five hours and, and pick your brain. Um, but like the biggest question that I have for you is, you know, you achieved so much success. So young, in my opinion, um, you know, even just the fact that you were able to sit and allow this guy to be two inches from your face yelling and to have enough knowledge to slow yourself down and to even ask yourself, how am I going to react in this moment? Like myself personally, I I feel like any of us at 23, 24 would have just snapped off of however we were feeling in that moment. We're not going to sit and think about it. And in my opinion, the way that you reacted there very much gives answers into how you have maybe worked your mindset from the start of your working career, which has allowed you to get to where you are now. And, you know, I really want you to be a little vain here and I want you to let us know what you think sets you apart from, mm, so from other people that are out there that were maybe trying to do the same thing. Definitely. So I would say, you know, one of the biggest things is, and look, and I think at the end of the day, like we're, we're all emotional creatures, right? We're all emotional creatures while we all experience emotions and look, there's nothing wrong with feeling and, and, and we have to release our feelings, but in a, in a place of, of, of that's safe, that's not going to hurt us in a place that's in our own time where we can release it. Um, Cause I think at the end of the day, holding things in is not good either. But you need to make sure it doesn't affect the people around you and it's not going to affect you in an even more negative way. So releasing feelings and emotions is, is, is important. But what's most important is not allowing your feelings and your emotions dictate your decisions. Um, and that's one thing that I would say I've done my best to try to focus on every single day for a long time is, am I making a decision out of my morals and values or am I making decisions out of pure emotion and feeling? And I think wow. that... You can see that, especially going on in today's world, there's a lot of very triggered emotional beings right now, very sensitive state. Um, and a lot of people are making decisions out of emotion and not about feeling and not about their true morals and values. And I think if you can start taking a step back and it's simply just taking a step back and analyzing um, for a second. And, and it's like when you get into a situation, when you know you're getting flustered, and that other side, which it was okay to feel things, right? It's okay to feel things. Now, keep in mind this too. I always tell people all the time, nobody can make you feel a certain way. Okay. Uh, doesn't matter what somebody tells you. You're the one that's in control of your feelings. So the fact that you're feeling this, it's okay that you're feeling this, but you need to recognize you're feeling this. Yes. How they threw that upon you. Yes, it might be sucky. It might be offensive what they told you. They probably should not have said that but you're still in control of your feeling. You have the choice to accept that and feel that or not. Mm. For some, it might be a little bit easier to reduce that. For some, it might take them a little more time and some might take be a little bit different than others. That's okay. But you have to do what's best and take a step back and chill for a second and remind yourself, when I get this trigger, my response to this trigger is take a step back breathe or breathe for a second. Yeah. Or don't just, react. Uh, don't just react. <laughs> pause, right. Pause for a second. It's like, I tell, I tell, I tell my clients all the time, especially in sales, when you throw a price out there and you give them your price point, pause, you want an awkward pause between you and the prospect. Let them think, let them soak it in. If you start with, but wait, but we can do this and we can do this. You fucked up the sale. Yeah, it's the same, same thing with, 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 a, with when you're triggered, when you're getting in a state of, of losing control, pause, mm-hmm. pause, don't react. Is, 
what a simple step to, to allow you to have so much success because we know once you react, there is no retracting. Okay. So just remember that guys, all it takes is a simple pause. You don't have to regret your words. You don't have to regret your actions. It can really allow you to even see a situation more clearly because sometimes Mm -hmm. we'll hear something or we'll read something and we get this idea of what it's trying to say. And that's not necessarily what it is because we're feeling triggered by whatever it is. And it's making us have this perception of, of what we're thinking the message is. So simply just pausing is such a great um, solution there. Okay. I got two more questions for you before we finish off this podcast. So the, the next question that I have for you is, is you consider yourself like an innovator. You're very creative. I have to agree on that. And what do you think helps you stay hungry for that innovation? What allows Mm. you to stay on top in these different industries? Now you got your hand in like four or five. So what is it that allows you to still be the shark that you are? Totally. So I would say, um, you know, and you know, I'm, I'm always going to say this because it, it is the ultimate thing. You know, it's always going to be, you know, especially after I had my daughter, like I want to give my little girl the experiences I never had growing up. So for me, that's one of the biggest things that wakes me up every day is I want her to live those experiences that I couldn't. So 100%, my daughter's definitely up there. And when it comes to other things, I would say is, I've always been a person where it's like, I enjoy the process. I, enjoy, I live for the process. Like I love the process. I love seeing things cultivate in the making. I love thinking about and where can this go? And I love seeing the process of things. So I think one of the things that I, I drives me and makes me hungry for more is I want to get into the process again. Like when I finish something, I want to get back into a process of doing something because it, it, it creates an itch where it's like, if I don't have a process going, I'm like, damn, like I need something. You know what I mean? Like, it's just how I am. I need to create. I need to be in the process of creating something, doing something, seeing it come out into fruition because, because that's where most of our lives are. Like, if you really think about it, most of our life is not in the stage of success. Most of our lives are in the stage of process. Um, <laughs> but- if you can... <laughs> But we don't even realize that. And we're searching so hard for the success that Mm -hmm. we lose all of the fun in life by realize by not realizing that the process is the fun part. It's not just that success. It's not just that end game. And and that's what I want you guys to really realize of what Anthony's saying here is that like this guy's so damn successful because he isn't just focused on the end result. He's focused on producing throughout the entire process to get to that end result. He's excited for the challenges that are going to force him to grow along the way. He's excited to be able to essentially teach himself new things because he knows that going into something, he's not going to have all the answers for it. Mm. He knows that he's going to have to maybe contract somebody out for something or, or, or go to school to learn something else so that he can do it himself. Um, but it's just, it's really, really incredible. Um, learning that from you. Like, I just, I think that we, we get so focused on, on getting that result, that success that we don't realize that the beautiful part of life is just fucking getting there. Man. 100%. And I'll say one thing that I want everybody to know. This is don't look at failure as a bad thing. Like failure is not a bad thing. Like you have to fail to succeed. If you don't fail, how can you learn? Mm. If you don't fail, how can you, how can you put into practice something new? If you don't fail, how can you apply things to be able to succeed? How do you learn? How do you even know you're trying? You don't. And, and that's what I tell people all the time. Like if failure, that word scares you, just, just replace it with feedback. Like it literally is that failure is feedback. I call it all the time. I go, I'm just getting feedback. Like, Oh, this happened. I'm getting feedback. Oh, the feedback was okay. This broke or this, 
this didn't work. Okay, I'm getting feedback. What's the feedback? I need to figure out a new way how to do this. This doesn't work. I'm not going to do this again. Okay, I'm not going to do it and not repeat that mistake. But if you're not getting feedback in life, how do you expect to create success? Like the most successful things in the world, the most innovative things in the world, the biggest creations in the world come from constant feedback, Mm. constant failure. Like Look at people who have built these amazing skyscrapers. Look at the people who learn how to, you know, the the, the brothers who be able, who were able to create the planes to fly. Look at look at um, you know, guys like Elon Musk, and look at guy, you know, you know, you got you know Edison, and you got all these amazing guys who would say, "I failed thousands and thousands right. of times to be able to then figure out the one time it hit and created success." And that's what it is. You need to fail over and over again because when you fail over and over again, all you need is one. Mm-hmm. success mm-hmm. all you need is one all you, you need is what? one. like you keeping your mind as open as it is is I think what attributes to a lot of your success is the fact that you're not looking at anything that's going to stop you so you have a hard conversation you're going to pause so that you can figure out the answer you know you get hit with failure nope it's just feedback to allow you to keep going to that next spot so like do you guys see no matter what it is that's thrown at him he's figuring out a way to digest it understand that life is still happening but he's not going to stay there He's going to use it to pivot, pivot, and to be able to go in a different direction so that he can keep doing what he wants to do instead of like many of us, we make a mistake. We stay on our ass for three months to a year because we're, we're disappointed that our shit didn't work out. And now we have no idea where to go. You know, we allow our, our temper to get the best of us. And we think that everything's against us simply because we're not allowing a a second to pause and we just allow ourselves to go into this massive tornado. So, you know, really, really valuable advice if you're willing to take it again. And I'll I'll say too, like for, don't think guys for a second that I don't experience things. Don't think for a second that I'm not experiencing sadness or or mad or I'm human. Like at the end of the day, we're all human. Like I'm going to experience those things. And there's going to be times where I'm at a low point or there's going to be times where I'm not at my best, but what I've come to realize and what I've come to be able to master is becoming the best manager of my mindset problems, of my mm-hmm. emotions, of my my current state that might not serve me. I become a great manager of it. And that's why I tell people all the time that there's no such thing as being perfect or fearless, like fearless. Um, I truly believe that, you know, we all have some kind of um, sense of of a mindset problem that comes indoctrinated from our childhood, mm-hmm. and it's always going to be your 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 self doubt, your imposter syndrome, your fear of failure, your you know your your procrastination. All these mindset problems that we have usually stem from your childhood as you've grown through time, and they're always going to be there no matter what. Even the biggest entrepreneurs in the world will tell you we still battle these things, and no matter what, you're always going to experience it. But what you can be great at is becoming the best manager of your mindset problems. And when you can become a great manager is when you can learn how to start managing the game. And when you can manage the game is when you can then create success. So become the best manager. That's the goal. So that way, when one of these mindset problems appears, you know how to crush it immediately. You know how to flip the switch. I like to call it flip the switch Mm -hmm. because it's going to present itself, but you have to create that awareness, pause. Okay, I'm triggered right now. This is going on. Why am I feeling like this? Oh, I felt this before. This is why. This is what I'm going to do to combat it. Mm 
right? And everybody's different. Some might, you just, at that moment, you might have to go for a walk and get some fresh air, change your state, change your physiological state. Change Change your your physiological state. Seriously, guys, if you're feeling anxious, don't stay in the same position, twiddle in your fingers, Mm -hmm. get up, go for a walk, jump up and down, scream out loud, whatever it is, break that state of anxiety. But we're going to stay in the states that we want to be in. So it's the biggest thing that I want you guys to, to remember when you come on these podcasts is that every single one of these podcasts is giving you an action to take for the problem that we're running into. It is up to you to take the fucking action or to stay in the same spot, feeling sorry for yourself that you're stuck, okay? I am the type of friend where I will sit and I will have the same conversation with you one time, maybe two times, but no more than two times because if you have a problem, we're gonna figure out the solution and we're gonna get through it. We're not just gonna stay stuck crying about the same problem. So Don't live as a victim. Don't live as a victim, guys, because we're all given the same opportunity to be able to level our lives up the way that we want. Like Anthony said, we've all gone through our childhood trauma. It's up to us if we want to continue living in that childhood trauma every single day or choosing to break those family chains and become the people that we really want to be and that we didn't want to see in our childhood. So, yeah. And I was going to say as a rude awakening, like, honestly, guys, everybody's dealing with their own shit. Nobody cares about your problems. It's, mm-hmm. it's the honest truth. Nobody cares about your problems. And that everybody's doesn't make you special. Own. Everybody's dealing with their own, trying to figure out their own problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is not, this is not to be cold or be mean. It's just the truth. Like, and this is what you got to tell yourself every day. And that's why I tell people all the time, like, if the world doesn't stop for you, why are you going to stop for the world? There we go. Like, and I think that that's the biggest is that y- you really that the world doesn't give a fuck about you should give you the confidence to push in your life, to show up for yourself. That's what we're trying to say. We're not trying to make you feel bad that people don't care enough about you. We're trying to give you the confidence that you need to bring together what you want in your life Mm -hmm. instead of allowing everybody to take it away from you each and every day. Okay. So I want you to leave everybody with one piece of advice and it doesn't even have to be in relation to this. I just want you to give them something that you think would allow them to level up in their life that you wish you would have known earlier on yeah. in your career. Go do more uncomfortable things. Plain and simple. Go do more uncomfortable things. Doesn't matter how small, big, little it is. I don't care. You need to do something every day that's going to make you uncomfortable. Because you that. know that it's going to make you more successful in the long run. And it could be something that's been lingering on your mind that you know you got to do, but you're just feel so uncomfortable doing, throw yourself into that place and do it. And I'll tell you the best time to do it is when you're actually thinking about it, mm-hmm. because I'll tell you right now, your brain is so smart. Your, your brain wants to figure out every single shortcut and way to make you feel comfortable because it's doing its job. Your brain is designed to make you feel comfortable. It's designed to keep you safe because it needs to protect you, but it doesn't know the difference between getting shot and the uncomfortability of going through some moments to be able to push through to create success. It doesn't know the difference. It just knows uncomfortable is uncomfortable. Um, and that's what it's going to do. It's going to do its job. So you need to trick your brain. And immediately when you say, I'm going to need to do this, you have to get up your ass and do it. Like, mm-hmm. don't give your brain more than three seconds, because in three seconds, it's more than enough for it to tell you not to do it. Yeah, you'll, you'll out talk yourself there. I promise. Right. Yep. It's, it's um, a simple saying of the hardest part is walking through the doors of the gym. You hear that all the time, right? Yeah. So it's true because your brain is telling you, should I go? Should I not? No, you, when you get that itch of, I got to go to the gym right now, throw your clothes on, get shit going and literally just get up out of the seat and start moving. Cause the moment you move movement creates what movement creates momentum, which momentum, what's going to do is going to create act more action. It's going to create success. Mm-hmm. So once your body's in movement, you're in a state of movement 
it starts changing the chemical balances in your head. And now you're going to want to do shit, right? So I'll tell you right now, don't allow your brain to trick you. I love it. That is such valuable advice. And guys, we are encouraging you to go and get uncomfortable. So if you are going to be a total winner and go and try and do something that's uncomfortable, send us a message. Let us know. We'd love to celebrate with you because that's the thing about life is it's meant to be celebrated, especially those wins and challenges that you're putting yourself through. Um, it doesn't make you cocky. The the world, the universe, God, it, it, they want to celebrate with yes. you and we do too. So like I said, if you want, send us a message to let us know that you did it, but I know that many people will want to be getting into contact with you, Anthony. So can you please let us know the best ways that we can reach you and all the ways that you can help people with those businesses? Definitely. And, and, and I want to say, I want to say one more thing that I just thought of, um, you know, I think more than now, more than ever in today's world that we're living in right now, not only take these things for yourself and apply them, teach them to your kids, be the example, lead by example, your kids will do the things that you're doing as a parent. So if you're a parent out there, or even if you're not, and you have nieces, nephews, uh, cousins, little ones in your family, be the example. Kids follow the example. They will do what you're doing. They will listen to what you're doing. And if they see you doing these things and applying these things to your life and you're speaking this, they will do the same. And I'll tell you right now, the leaders of the future are being created today. So you want to pour into them. So that way we have the right leaders in place that are going to be leading us when they're older. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And you never know who's watching, right? That's never the biggest. Is so just just keep flowing that positive influence, guys. Um, that was really great. I'm glad that you added that. So yes. when it comes to your Instagram, where can they reach you? Yes. So um, at Mendes Fitness, you can connect with me on uh, Instagram. You can also find me on TikTok at Mendes Fitness. You can find right. me um, on LinkedIn. It's at anthony mendes yeah, that's it. It's Anthony Dash Mendes Dash okay. um, on LinkedIn. And then my YouTube is Mendes Fitness. And then I have my podcast, Sweat It Out Podcast, yeah. Apple, Spotify, um, YouTube. And, and is that all fitness ones. related? Just so that people. So, so Sweat It Out Podcast, straight up self development. So um, it's you're, you're going to have different leaders and entrepreneurs in the health space, in the, you know, in other industries as well. So it's a, it's a all self-development. There's no specific industry that um, specific industry that we focus on. Beautiful. We just talk to different high performers, basically getting people who can share their experiences or failures or successes, how they come over obstacles, the habits that they create every day to become high performers and how they maintain their high performance life and how they continue to evolve from there. And some of the common practices that they take. So that's what we do with it. That's what we, uh, the conversations we get into with our podcast. Amazing. That's great. Okay. And so then when it comes to your FitPro agency, is there a niche of client that you work with directly? Is it all online trainers? What, what are you looking for for that? Yes. So with the FitPro agency, we focus on health and fitness coaches, personal trainers, instructors. Uh, we help them to basically scale their online businesses. Um, using social media and uh, mm-hmm. an organic organic strategy and paid strategy. So we teach you how to do the uh, do-it-yourself model, and we also do the done-for-you model. So we have different models in our FitPro agency that we can help you with. We also have PR attached to it, so getting on certain magazines, media outlets um, as well, and we help our clients even potentially get verified. So we do the whole full-service marketing with our FitPro agency. And then with the other agency, we really focus, which is called BAR. We focus on real estate agents, attorneys, um, you know, a lot of high, high net worth individuals, boutiques, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's the type of brands that we work in on the BAR agency side. 
So if you guys need help with anything, I'm always here to serve. Is there any support code or anything that we should be using if we want to help you out with Puma and and show our support in regards to Puma? So any support right now, there's none going on just because they're releasing new lines. So Ooh. usually the way, yeah, so usually the, what I will send you guys. So usually the way they do is that they'll send us a code for a season. So uh, the next, okay. yeah, yeah, next, yeah. So since we're transitioning out of like that, um, you know, they're going into the spring season Winter and all that spring, stuff. Yeah. So they're, we're in that little middle break of there's going to be a new coming, a new code coming around soon. So I will definitely do that way. And you got, you can share it to your audience. That would be great. Cause I know I got a lot of shoppers on here. So we always like to save where we Uh-oh. can and support where we can. So that's great. Um, and then uh, is there anything else that you want our listeners to know about you or how you can help them? Yeah, totally. You know, one of the things I always like to say at the end of my podcast, and, and I'll say it here is whatever you learned here today, just grab one thing, one yeah. thing, you know, and we've been talking back and forth. We've been throwing different things at you guys. So a lot of value. Just take one single thing and apply it. Don't try to apply everything at once. Don't get overwhelmed. Just take one thing that stuck out to you the most that you know that that one thing can be that uncomfortable thing that you need to do today. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was saying today, not tomorrow, not the next day, today, because here's the thing. Right now, you're excited. Right now, you're motivated. Right now, you're hyped. Here's the problem. If you let that hype die die down and that motivation die down, you're not going to do shit later. So you need to be able to take this motivation, this hypeness and apply it right now. The moment you get off this podcast, write it down. Whatever it is you need to do, that one thing that stuck out to you and apply it to your life and start creating a habit with it every single day until it's solidified as a reaction. When it becomes reactive, that means it's embedded. Now you can go back and grab the other thing you want to learn and do the same thing. And that's how you can start creating change in your life. Boom. Well, guys, you heard it here and it's up to you to use this awesome, awesome advice. Anthony, I cannot thank you enough for coming on. It's always such a blast with you. I know I'll have you on again in the future, um, but really your time is so valued. So I just want to thank you again. Okay. Sarah, thank you so much. And thank you guys for, um, for having me on as well. Much love. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in guys. And you know that I will catch you next fucking Monday. And that's another honest episode dropped. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Naked in Truth, where we come together every Monday morning to set the week off with intention. Don't forget to head over to our Instagram page at Naked in Truth Podcast to stay up to date on future episodes, guest speakers, and other kick-ass info that can help you continue to create your impact. And you know that reviews are so valuable when it comes to building a community of like-minded people. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please, please, please drop some love on Apple Podcast Reviews and share this episode with someone who you think needs it. Thank you guys so much again for tuning into today's episode. I'll catch you next Monday. And don't forget, love always wins.